thanks again for tuning in to our Enlightened Conversations, where this season we are deep diving into some tough topics with our guests. I will also be sharing some enlightened conversations with my favorite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book, Conversations with Ralph, as well as some new, never-been-heard-of conversations with them. You hear it all here, real, raw, and rare, and all shared in an enlightened way. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. And today I have a wonderful being of light all the way from Canada, all the other way on the side of the world. Michael Philpot, he is here to join me today. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, me too. And like we were just saying, it was really nice that we kind of knew each other through different channels, kind of feel like we have a sense of who each other is and um, feel like we have already got, even though we haven't had a conversation officially before a little bit of a energetic connection um already happening which is really super cool i love that kind of thing yeah so do i and it was very natural when you reached out i was like i, I was a little hesitant at first because obviously mm. with my voice and stuff but i just felt yeah i just felt so comfortable it's like i was saying earlier it's so weird being on the opposite end because i'm usually the one filming and having everybody else talk which is great because I love people who can talk because I can just sit here and just smile for an hour or so. <laughs> I don't have to use my voice, which is great. So uh, yeah, so which yeah, has been fantastic. It's it's really lovely to um, when when I saw your post on coming back in to um, doing your podcasts, and I'll introduce Michael shortly officially, so you guys know what he does. But just when I saw that post, I just like it screamed to me um, to to support you. And oh, to support you. you coming back in. And it just felt like this was a, a really lovely way to do that. And I just, yeah, every cell in my body was just screaming to support you to, to do that. So um, that's where it was coming from. So I'm really glad you kind of felt, yay, it was a natural kind of thing to have me reach out to you. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an amazing, it's been an amazing journey this last little while. Um, I've learned so much uh, about myself and the people and just trusting. Uh, that was one of the lessons I had to learn is just to be able to trust, but it just felt natural and right. I was a little bit scared shitless, uh, you know, cause I, I actually have to talk and I actually had to put myself out there. Um, but it was just, it was such a really beautiful thing. I realized that we, if you have a community that loves and supports you unconditionally, it's one of the greatest assets that you could have and build for yourself. It's just, that's one of the things I've learned so far. It's true. And I feel like um, with enlightened conversations, I've always tried to kind of make it so that we can talk about anything. Like we can talk about the hardest stuff on the planet because we know it's a safe place. Like it's a no, we know we're safe here. Um, yeah. We're not going to be judged. We're not going to be attacked. We're not going to be criticized, ridiculed, humiliated, all the all the all the yucky, darky, yucky things that are almost natural in the media um, to do to people, and I just wanted to sort of do it a different way. Like let's 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 just do this a different way. We can talk about anything. We can go anywhere and have differences of points of view or introduce new points of view, um, and not feel like there's any real risk there in that moment. It's a, it's a holding space that's safe it's a container of safety so yeah. i hope you feel that today yeah 100% yeah it's it's just so nice and uh, it's just the energy you just it's the energy you put off so i i'm you know i'm kind of like a little bit of an open book it's so one of the things i had to struggle to be honest with you is, mm -hmm. is literally to find my voice 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think it's it's nice to create a space where people can just have conversations, and that's the way I approach things too. It's just we're just gonna have a conversation. We're just gonna talk about crazy stuff. We may go into the woo woo, as I like to call it, um, but you know, for the most part, it's just two people having conversations and uh, and just and just press and record. That's why. Yeah, exactly. And and for those of you who who want to know a bit a little bit more about this wonderful man, uh, being of light, Michael is a psychic medium, and he has given life readings to people all over Canada, the US and the Caribbean. Michael is also a Reiki master and teaches intuitive energy interpretation, and is a classically trained chef and former personal trainer as well. He's also the host of the popular podcast the Metaphysical Mentor Show, uh, providing inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path, covering topics related to all things health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything between making the unknown known. I love that. Um, Making the unknown known. And um, I talk about a lot about, you know, lots of things are just there and then we, 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 it's almost like we talk about them and then they exist, but they've always been there, even though they're the unknown, this, they require a conversation to be spoken about. Isn't that true? It, yeah. It's, and that's what I'm really finding it is a lot of people are craving that type of information. Uh, they're craving the unknown. And, yeah. and that's one of the things I, I love to do is to bring guests on and that, maybe a topic somebody hasn't heard about before that mm. needs to be discussed about and whether it's, you know, it's a, an ancient healing technique or more of a scientific approach to a healing technique or just just uh, something in general just to really help you on your path, whether it's, again, it's either it's uh, from a health concern. Um, I kind of look at it as like a very much a holistic approach to it. So we look at all things like, you know, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual areas of, of, of our path, right? And somebody might be okay physically, but maybe mentally they're struggling. Or maybe somebody's okay mentally, but spiritually they're struggling. So they're always trying to have different conversations and different topics, different points of view, like you were saying, just to have that type of information so that somebody can draw that one little tidbit. And that's the one thing that I'll be honest with you, that kept, that's why that's why I really wanted to get back because um, over the past year, people have been DMing me about all these little information bits, or they saw this one guest. And that just kind of sent them off this in their own little trajectory. And they've been so grateful for it. And even though I don't like to take credit for it, it's, just, it's the guest and the information, but it was just so kind to hear that. And that really, when my dark days hit, when I got it, like one of those random uh, DMs, it really, it really helped me get off the floor and, and just muster through stuff so yeah well you know this this that's it's so beautiful that you say that it's 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 such a symbiotic relationship I have with my guests um there is a growth there's a soul growth there is a definite that's why I came back into doing enlightened conversations I'd done it for um three seasons and had um I had about 20 plus hosts doing the show as well as myself I know it got to a real level of producing rather than kind of just doing my thing which was great because I just love to support people but then I got called into the corporate world for a bit to to learn some um, really interesting current you could say current trends and and to understand what's going on in the mechanisms of the corporate world and so that but then after that I really felt called to come back here 
and what I'm really being called to to discuss are, are really hard, like hard to talk about topics um you know more this season um I kind of found my way back in a bit gently and just I had so much like pouring out of me that I just had so much to talk about anyway but now this sixth season I'm really really wanting to talk about those hard to talk about topics that um that not not a lot of people um feel comfortable talking about or, or they might feel scared to talk about um it might be too hard it might not be um a supportive enough environment so when whenever I'm I'm sort of like you know sitting here talking with people I, I know it's for my own soul soul growth as well to be able to talk about those hard topics there's enough like in my history and past that I know a lot of people just don't even know about but I'm such an open book so I'm like how come like people don't know about a lot of stuff and it is because there hasn't been that kind of like safe space for me to just like appropriately in context get it out there so I think it's it's going to be a two-way street for sure with with this season um and and talk talk to me more about what what your journey has been with your recovery oh my gosh how much time do we have (laughs) we have as much as you want (laughs) part one part two how's your voice gonna go I don't mind (laughs) well um for those uh who um have been following my story or really don't know is but I've been I was actually diagnosed with uh throat cancer uh neck and throat cancer past year it was actually funny enough it was actually two days this would be my one year anniversary oh, when I got wow. diagnosed yeah so it's kind of auspicious that uh I, I'm actually I kind of had this uh podcast today and I've I've kind of openly talked about it a bit not much I mean I post a little bit on my social media but I, I didn't Part of me, I was still pretty shy about trying to put myself out there. You know, um, I felt very, very vulnerable. Um, yeah. You know, I and it was very difficult to kind of tell people and let people know that you know, hey, I got cancer, and it was uh, it was pretty scary for a while. And uh, and of all things, somebody who uses his voice as like he, this is not my natural voice. It's just recovering right now. But yeah, it was pretty touch and go, and. Um, yeah, it was uh, spread pretty quickly. Um, and I didn't realize uh, how precarious it was until the doctors kind of give you that panic look in their eyes. And they just it rushed. But it happened, like from the time I got diagnosed, and the time I got into treatment was very, very fast. So, you know, I always say like my peeps were behind me on that. But uh, having cancer now, <clears throat> it's probably one of the most shittiest diseases that any human can ever go through. Not only just from uh, a perspective of just how the disease, as soon as you hear that word, that C word, your whole, everything just shifts. Like, it's just like, it's like, what happened? Like how this hell, you know, and then anything else you start putting the whys in, like, why did it happen? Why did this? You try to figure it out, try not to get into your, uh, your um, victim mode and you know why why me and you know um, but it's been it was really a struggle uh, the treatments were brutal I think the treatments were just as rough as the cancer like the it's funny for all the talk about funding cancer and Alice research and stuff like that it it's basically the same techniques that they use it's basically cut slash and burn or yep. poison basically that's the same how they treat cancer it doesn't matter where you are uh, excuse me yeah 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 and um 
yeah, it was, and I struggled on what type of treatments to do. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I have a, do have a background in, in health and I had so many health yeah. practitioners around me, but there's that fear that, that they, it's just as much as your will, it's like, oh, I'm going to do a alternative medicine. I'm going to try to do this. But when your life is on the line really quickly and everybody starts panicking, there's just that survival mechanism. Your brain goes, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And I struggled with, because they first the treatment was they were going to do radiation and chemotherapy at the same time. And I go, Jesus, both. I said, how the hell am I going to get through this, man? I mean, I know some people just do one or the other. Yeah. A lot of times when you do both, it's just, it's going to be very difficult. And I thought, well, what if I just do the radiation? What if I just do the radiation? It's localized and stuff like that. And then they forgot to tell me that I had a spot in my lung. Well, okay, well, that changed things. So originally went from having neck and throat cancer. Now, it wasn't one of those super aggressive cancers uh, that, you know, thank God, but it was already in my lymph nodes. Uh, and that's what was the really the sign because I woke up and around my neck and I had this big bump on the side of my neck and I couldn't figure out what the hell is that. So yeah. I just, you know, typical guy, I just said, meh. It's just something that's swollen, you know, maybe I'm in just got an infection. I really thought it was like an station tube or something that because I've been having ear problems and things like that. So I didn't make anything of it. So but um, yeah, it was just really, it's just really a bizarre thing. And I'm still processing, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, yeah, no, I can appreciate that. And yeah, I, you know, like coming coming into this year, like I had about three different um, physical issues. I had plantar fascia, I had a shoulder injury that wasn't really healing itself and I also had a abdominal a hernia thing that I had to get have fixed and I had a recent operation and like they're so like we're in the industry of holistic healing so how can, all those things required medical intervention like it wasn't like it, it's it's a, it's a, it's a humbling it's not cancer right okay I'm not even comparing but just on that energetic level of acceptance and humility on that everything is there as a support resource for us if whether it's um, medical intervention surgical or if it's holistic it's all part of the same thing and just to step mm -hmm. out of the shame on that the shame oh I shouldn't be because I'm in the medical physical healing holistic arena um, and to see that all support is required as a human being and I think just to step out of that shame of no no that that we learn certain things and we can only learn certain things to help other people as well if we walk a certain journey of educating ourselves on both sides as well. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with your processing and your healing and your recovery and your integration of what's happened, but I'm a big advocate for both sides of the fence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I certainly am now. Um, I mean, I wasn't always anti allopathic medicine. I, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Uh, that's what I look at it right now. So um, I just think, there's just um, a part of my thinking is that there's no integration between the two. And this is the one thing I've noticed is that very good at treating you. Like I had like a top crack team. I had like the top team. I was like, I was so fortunate enough to get into this clinic that we have here in Toronto. Um, top tier clinic and top tier doctors. I had a, as far as my oncologist, medical oncologist, radiation, uh, radio, radiology, and my surgeon, my surgeon was like the top guy. So I was very, very fortunate to have those set of peoples, but it's, 
they get you in, they treat you and they're like clockwork. They, they know their staff. And, but the thing is, it's the aftercare afterwards. It's like, okay, go home. And uh, yeah, we'll see you that way. If there's any symptoms, we'll just give you more medication. And I realized that the recovery process was really on. And thank God uh, I do have that kind of background because that's how we're, that's how I feel that I'm so much better than what I should be. And the doctors are still kind of rattling your head. Oh, you look good. And I was like, well, yeah, because I've been putting the work in. <laughs> yeah. been, you know, and, yeah, and always, that's what my doctors say too. Like, oh my God, I'm like, yeah, but because, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we understand that, right? So, yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was a uh, it was a really interesting thing because with all the advancements in technology and stuff like that, I mean, there's no integration as far as the overall healing aspect of it, and um, that's one of the things I really understood is that you know there should be some more integration into the aftermath. I mean, there are services available, but if if you're not willing to go and really force yourself to do it, and but after you get done treatment, like I was a fucking basket case man i tell you what i mean i was just i just i basically wanted to roll up and die like that's how bad it was for a while and uh the thing is too is i wasn't able to eat or drink and uh i was the one of the things too is that uh, i'm a former chef i love to cook i love to eat i couldn't eat shit oh my god everything was so bad oh my god everything everything it tasted they had this it's a weird thing it's called chemo mouth or radiation mouth it's like everything tastes like if you had to think about tasting mercury like yeah. metal like this most toxic yeah. taste anything you put in your mouth you want to spit out i couldn't swallow and plus i couldn't swallow anyways because my throat was all yeah. swollen oh my goodness. yeah it was yeah it was it was just a real thing but um you know i'd be honest with you one of the things i look at now um this was the perfect time for me to have this disease. Wow. I look at this now and it's almost like, you know how your life is just a, it's a series of tests. Yeah. And, you know, you build up one success, you know, you yep. fall down, you break it down, things just happen, you yep. know? And I realized if this was happened 10 years ago, I wouldn't be here. I just would have just, you. Yeah. I would, it would have really broken me. Yeah. And uh, it's just accumulation of all the stuff that I've, you know, all the work that I put myself through, like all the therapy yeah. and things like that and going, continuing and helping getting myself better um, and understanding a little more philosophical about it and yeah. actually having to uh, been in the industry as far as that, because I actually used to, it was, it was a weird thing. Um, this is kind of a synchronistic thing. So they have a support center attached to the hospital uh, for cancer. It's called Wellspring. And I used to volunteer there giving Reiki treatments to the post cancer patients. Oh, wow. Yeah. Post or pre? Was it both or pre? Both. Or pre? Oh, wow. Both. Wow. Mm. So this is like that. So I used to give uh, Reiki treatments. This is yeah, like years ago. And when mm. I first started doing that, and I was just like, wow, what's the odds? And then it's like, there's the building I used to go volunteer at. And it was just the weirdest thing. But I understood what it was and what it is. And then also, too, I just had, I had some brilliant support around me too as well which always checked up on me which was which is invaluable absolutely yeah. invaluable yeah. yeah that's amazing well I'm really appreciate you sharing that with me and you know it's one of those things that <clears throat> often when we're walking through those dark times you know that we 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 can't fathom um what 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 the hell 
um, could this learning be out of this? And it's only no. when we actually look back and we go, actually, um, you know, I just had to deal, like well, tolerate really, or, you know, tread water <laughs> um, to get through it. Um, but because it was so bad, but then after that, you know, we can, when the haze is cleared a little bit, we can kind of, and, and we accept that that's okay because we're human beings and we have pain thresholds. We have, you know, taste preferences. We, ha we, we have all these things that are okay, <laughs> you know. Um, it's only after that that we can actually reflect on it and go, okay, well, like, gee whiz, am I, wow, am I that strong? Like, oh, God, who would have thought, you know, that, that I could survive that? Um, but yeah, because of all the work you've done, um, and I do want to, <clears throat> I do want to say I've had a couple of close friends that, um, have, have had cancer diagnoses in the last couple of years. Um, one had a double mastectomy, um, and the other one has had a, a, a stomach cancer, um, previously and, and, and recovered from that 11 years ago. I think it was 12 years ago. And it now has, awesome. um, pancreatic, now has pancreatic cancer, like just diagnosed this month past and so but both of them have um also presented because of all the work that they've done on themselves and and all the integration and all the uh, and how they know how to deal you know like you know we, we we throw everything at it don't we when when we when we're in the middle of it and they yeah. just have had like like a very uh, positive attitude around and 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 hope and faith around the process like like even though they know it's at, and, and it was a tough road they still had that sort of um buoyancy there to support themselves too and I just want to say anybody listening to this like when, no no one's immune I don't think any of us are immune no matter how much work we do on ourselves from being human from having anything um physically you know whether it be cancer or some something else happened to us what I want to encourage people to know is that we we can get through it like yourself we can get through the most challenging horrendous terrible you know treatment plans <laughs> because they're the only ones yeah. at the moment um and come out the other side and um and have have more connection not less connection to the world to ourselves um, to our support team, like you said, your peeps had you, you know, you got diagnosed and you got in quickly. That's, that's exactly what happened with my friend with the double mastectomy. She had a, um, a breast um, examination um, in, in the, at the beginning of the year and five months later, the, um, the, the, the lump that they took was about this big, like that round, like that big in five months. Wow. So it was just a, yeah, she was really lucky too. So that she, she, so, you know, when, if we're not meant to go that way, then we got to trust that it's the journey that we need to walk as well. Yeah. And that's, and that's the really deep philosophical part. Like there's always that thing too, as well, because it's really interesting. I've had two people that I know also too, and it seems to be all these light workers. Yeah. I'll get cancer. I have a good friend of mine. She just went through breast cancer. She went before I did. And then another friend of mine, um, just, this is her second round of cancer. And, um, I met her through my podcast and through a friend and she's going through her second bout of cancer and she's positive as hell going through it. So she had colon cancer that went away. And then now she's got, she had a brain cancer. So she's getting rid of that. And she had a little bit on her, I think her lungs too. Like, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think she's too as well. 
but it's slowly starting to go away. So she's been doing some amazing work on herself, but yeah, like it's, it's just one of those weird things. It's, yeah, I don't even need to know how to really talk about it sometimes. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just nutty. Like that's all, it's, that's all I can say. It's just, I just don't, like you said, you just don't know if you're not meant to be, if you're not meant to go this way, you're not meant to go. And I think sometimes one of the things I worry about, I think about a lot is like, why, why am I still here? Mm. You know, the deep philical saw, it's like, it was like that survivor's guilt a bit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so many people, like I'll just share another story that was not too long ago is that uh, prior to, uh, I think to, well, just, just before, was it just at COVID? Maybe just at COVID, just after beginning of COVID? I had my stepbrother took his took his life, mm-hmm. um, which was really traumatic. Uh, I wasn't super close to him, like my younger brother was close to him, but I, I looked at his life as far as what he had. He had everything, everything: the beautiful family, the beautiful uh, job, the career. He just had it all, and you know, and he took his life. And I just I didn't understand that, and and sometimes I wondered why am I still here? Like, what am I doing? You know, it's like, and I think. I struggle with that sometimes like, okay, am I really supposed to be doing what I'm doing? Um, you know, I know God has another plan for me or something like that, but yeah, I struggle with that sometimes. It's just a, just a weird underlying feeling that kind of haunts me some days, you know? So. And I think that's super honest because we sometimes like, you know, how you were talking about, like in your show, we, you know, we make the unknown known. And I think part of the journey um, for us as light workers, um, is that we're living in an unknown space too. Like, you know, a lot of people think, oh yeah, you're psychic, you know, you're a medium, you should know everything. Um, everything should be revealed to you. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit like that. Sometimes I think you should know everything, but the reality is part of, um, being walking the path of this is being at peace in the unknown, like mm-hmm. just, just, just not knowing, but still, being able to hold that vibrational frequency of peace around it. And that is actually quite challenging to do, um, especially when you've been seen to, to have to know and to see and to feel everything intuitively. And that expectation can be quite um, misunderstood um, with, I think, a lot of um, people when they, when they look at you as a psychic or a medium, not, we're not meant to know everything. And a lot of the time we have to sit in the unknown in peace and it's, and, and with our journey, especially I, I believe as well, um, that never kind of goes away because we're still on a soul growth journey. And oh, yeah. there are, there are things that, Oh gosh, you know, we'd love to know before we hit them too, but we're not. Yeah, one, to. one of those, one I'm going to hit the lottery numbers, you know? Everybody yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like you said, like sometimes there are people and, and, and it's so like, why? Like, you know, that, that they've got everything. Why? What's, yeah. what is, what is the purpose of not, you know, wanting to exit this plane and, and exit the lessons or what have you. And I often think about that, that suicide. I've had three members of my family suicide um, going back, um, three generations. And, you know, I'm, I often wonder, I, I don't know, like, why, 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 why do people suicide? But I do know that, that sometimes it, they still continue to learn when they cross over and they only learn oh, yeah. from doing that. Like they had to do that to get what they had to get. 
but it also I think it impacts the whole family and the whole family system like I, why, why do I have three three generations of suicides or suicide attempts um and some other family doesn't have any like what's that about and 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 I I, I question that too um I've actually got a podcast booked um to I booked it yesterday or the day before with somebody who that is going to be the topic we are actually going to be talking wow. about because that is so it's such a a question I think I need to like unpack it like for sure um yeah. so it's great that you mention it because there's that real flow and effect of of it, it's affecting your life right now like you survived but they they exited like you had to fight to be here and they yeah. had everything and they left what what's that about like does it doesn't make sense does it like you no, know it, logically it doesn't um i mean i mean i try to look at it like a philosophical thing right and we look at because as far as what i understand now um and i'm still very limited very myopic and my own view on certain things but i just feel that there's a bigger things at play here there's so much mm -hmm. integration and in, in, intermingling of different things and part of you know uh john who was my uh stepbrother you know part of his journey was to as far as him to uh you know the crossover stuff like that you know maybe that was part of the bigger plan at that particular stage where he that was his exit time but to give the lessons for everybody else to to as well and sometimes we don't see it that way i mean i realized that um with my own cancer um diagnosis it really affected my family really well, very hardly, I should say very well, very hardly, mm. very hardly, um, excuse me. It's been a while since I talked too much. <clears throat> so, okay. yeah, so um, because what happened was um, my father died of cancer too as well. And I remember it as a young man, a very well, a young man, I was a very, I was like six years old, but it was, and he died of cancer too. Mm -hmm. So having that process, I know my younger brother was just a baby when he died. So he didn't really know my father, but my older brother, uh, he really struggled with it. You know, a lot of stuff that it's like, I was the only one who really did any internal work and did some work. And I know this was a part of the process from them to really start to open up their own pain and deal with the loss of our father. Cause it was such a traumatic thing. And, uh, you know, I think that was part, I can kind of see philosophically that, you know, my family had to deal with that and go through that. Mm, um, it's like our diagnosis and our, our challenges aren't always about us, even though I know it's for our soul growth, but there's that whole onflow effect of how it starts yeah. to trigger, trigger, I, kind of in a way, um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. I don't want to say it in a way that's invalidating or in any way shape or form but yeah. I kind of feel like like talking to you about this and hearing how that affected them and potentially triggered them and maybe some unresolved grief that they required for their healing re or dad passing up from the same illness and yeah. maybe that your journey you could handle it um was like a sacrifice for them like kind of thing to to kick off their healing so yeah I mean it's a good possibility I mean I <laughs> I way to look at my path right now I'm sure there's been a lot of stuff and what I'm doing now uh, it was part of the bigger picture and that's what happened but uh, yeah it's it's so sometimes it's you know that's what kind of made it all right like I just I didn't stress too much about it I mean I know their pain and 
one of the things I've learned is stop rescuing people and trying mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, trying to heal the whole world at the same time. But uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah, it just, it just got to look at a different perspective. Uh, and uh, I think that's, like I said, if, you know, this was the perfect time for me to, to actually have it. Um, yeah. And so I can have an understanding of it. Uh, excuse me for a second. Yeah, no, I, Wow, it's it's really profound what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm sure everybody listening gets how profound it is. Like we still have questions yeah. around the whys as, as to, oh, yeah. you know, why things happen because there are so many reasons why it could, like the timing. You can cope with it. Um, unresolved healing at other people. We're part of, like we're all one. I'm, I'm with you on the whole non-rescuing because I came to a point in my own growth and, and realisation that, if we're all connected, then the only person I really have to concern myself with is me and being at peace because as I do that, that the ripples then affect everyone else and all the unpeace leaves or presents itself. So it may have in your case, the unpeace being the, the cancer presents itself for removal. It's not, it's not resonating. It's not meant to be there anymore. It's taken out, you know, and so therefore, because that's taken out, then that flow and effect affects your family. And then because you're not having to hold that energy and space for the cancer, that then just gets distributed in a way that people, you're not carrying it and you're, you're, you're enabling that letting go process and all the support you received to do that um, as them a handing over of now it's time, like a, almost like a wave <laughs> that they need to kind of then own whatever their stuff is around. Um, the situation yeah. that is unpeace that that they're sitting in at the moment yeah and that's one of the things uh, you know I, I just I you know one of the good things about this disease if there is such thing I just learned a lot just to not to give a shit as much anymore uh, you mm. just kind of just you just kind of say screw it um, mm. and um, I've just learned to do that I just say listen I can't I can't deal with it I got to think about me about that whatever's going on with you that's you and you know you just just can't put that on me, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's there's been a lot of lessons. Um, you know, I'm still trying to figure them out. I'm trying not to figure them out too much because last Jesus, it's been what six months, seven months since I got out of the, really the hospital and treatments and everything else. And all you do is think. Yeah. And I'm I'm really to the point where I just want to start living and start doing instead mm -hmm. of just thinking because you really can't do too much. Like for the most part, I was just lying on my couch, you know, it was like two stops, the couch, the bathroom, the couch, the bathroom, that was really about how things were. So it, yeah. <laughs> it's like I had a recliner, I, got, I can't lie, I'm glad we got those that that we were guided to get a, a different um, set of, uh, we got a, a, a two seat, like it's a three seater, but there's two recliners on it. Oh my god, I can't believe we got that in like the beginning of the year. And then I had to have operations. And, and that's literally me. I, I mean, my exercise was like, going to the toilet and then going back to the the, the couch. So that, that's all I could do with my. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, the, the abdominal thing, cause you don't realize how, like just realize how much you're using your abdominal muscles to get up, move, yes. twist, like just the smallest little things and it'll yeah. set you off. Like you just like, mm. and then like, obviously trying to go to the washroom, right. You're contracting and trying to push in those muscles. Like you don't realize that your abdominal muscles come into play and then, then you have to get off the toilet. You have to squeeze to push your muscles up without trying to like, you know, stretching your muscles. And it's like, 
And then you get, yeah. then the muscles contract. So you're trying to sit up straight and your body's going, no, let's just keep moving, leaning forward. And then you yeah. had the plantar fasciitis. Now I had that and that sucks. Mm -hmm. And it's just like <laughs> when you're on your feet and it just feels like somebody's taking a knife at the bottom of your feet, running it from your heel to your toes, yeah. heel to your toes. And you can't, you can't, you can barely walk. It yeah. just feels like, you know, it's like, what is going on here? I've mm -hmm. had that. And it, it's just, it just, it's one of those pesky things that doesn't just seem to go away. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just yeah. one of those damn things. It's like, God. And you, and the worst thing is you first thing you get up in the morning, put your feet on the floor. And it's like, that's the worst time. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you're, you're dropping four letter words, like you're a trucker, you know, stuck in traffic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a, a real um a, a really good experience for me to to just be humble about my my physicality and to plan things that support me to enjoy life a bit like what you just said before. So um, my husband and I are going to be doing a lot of travel come November, so it was a really great opportunity to get it done now so that we can go and just enjoy enjoy some travel extensive travel and to really you know have um, that human experience guilt-free human experience of traveling and yes. the way I look at the way I look at it in terms of my soul growth is um being at peace in the unknown and it's especially um like that when you're traveling because you you, you are going into literally going into the unknown of where the hell am I going? I don't know. Um, and so um, just from that point of view, it's, it is about like, hmm, this year is about preparing myself for that. So getting myself all right and ready. And then I can go and I can walk and I know how much I can do and what I can do and what I can't do and how long. And, you know, just to be more in touch with what my humility, like what, what are my limitations? It's okay. It's okay to have limitations, peeps. Like you don't have to be a being of light and a limitless physicality all the time and to be okay to be enough you know um yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so missed that i mean I, I was trying to think of the last trip i took was prior to covid yes um, yes and uh it's like so i so kind of missed that i mean i used to travel for work a lot which was great because I, I didn't have to pay for it which was fantastic uh, and I miss that. I miss that traveling. I miss the, some of the people I used to work with. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the UK, so it was kind of like a second home for a while. And, uh, but it was nice to just to travel into the unknown. And, and I kind of miss that. And I, you know, that's, that mentality is kind of kicking in now. It's like, you know, I've kind of got the, okay, everything seems to be kind of going, I mean, I got some underlying issues that I still have to deal with. Like, I mean, but it's nothing seriously that is holding me back. I mean, I still have a lot of radiation fatigue, which is like the nightmare. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like it, I call it like the perpetual hangover. That's yeah. what it feels like. It, yeah, it's just like terrible, the worst thing. Oh cool. yeah. It's just that. But for the most part, I just got some secondary things that I, I need to get, you know, taken care of. But for the most part, um, I just actually it was last week. I saw my uh, radiologist and he just looked at me and says, well, all right, I know you got this, 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 but it looks like we don't see any cancer right now. So uh, yeah, we'll see you in a few more months for some more tests. And uh, all right, see ya. So it's like, yeah. okay, it's like, all right. So I think I got the clear to go and do stuff because, you know, I was kind of keeping myself isolated. And I, I think part of a, 
I was feeling very vulnerable because I was just feeling so weak and vulnerable and sick. I just like, it's almost like, I feel like COVID again. I was like locked down again. That's what yes, it felt like. I did you know, too, I cannot, yeah. Yeah. It was just a weird feeling of that. So mm. I kind of feel like, you, you know, you said like, you know, I had to get this cleared out of the way. I had to get this cleared out of my, uh, out of my soul growth, I guess. And I, I look at it now. It's like, I can look back, you know, kind of like I always say philosophically, I can look at it as a, well, I did that. Check yeah, that one off the yeah, list. Done, been through that. <laughs> yeah. You know, people saying, well, I climbed Kilimanjaro and I was like, well, I fucking beat cancer. Dude, that yeah. one, bitch, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, <laughs> check that one off the list, you know, did some internal heal, did some healing, yeah. well, you know, went to therapy, became a better human being. Check that one yeah. off the list. Yeah. Dealt with this issue. Check that off the list. So yeah, I, I, I realized too, as well, I mean, it really helps me, um, even in my own work there, I was doing life readings because I'm more in tune with what's going on with it because I can empathize because, you know, a lot of my, my strongest gift is being an empath, but I can really empathize with what's going on with people's pain. I mean, I've always been that way, but, um, it's just given me a lot of, um, I've had a lot of life experience in my short period of time and been through a lot. So it just, it makes me a little bit easier to to understand the individual on the opposite end of the screen here like i can talk to them and understand what's going on and i can i've been through there i've been there i've been there i've done that so i i yeah. fully understand what they're going through and uh and this is kind of giving me i always say it's just giving me a little bit more tools in my toolbox that i can uh, use uh, when i'm helping my yeah. clients yeah i agree and um i think there's just anybody listening who might have some shame around physical illnesses because you're been doing a lot of healing for a while and you've gone to the doctor and you've got a diagnosis and you think no I can't talk to anybody about it because I'm so ashamed because I shouldn't have this because I've been doing all this work on myself just let me say this to you often illnesses and surgical procedures present themselves because we are ready to have a release and to move on from a specific vibration that could be have been there for a while laying dormant and we just we're ready to kick ass like you have Michael and you know that that just to please please talk about it and talk yeah. to the right people about it like michael like, i just got i know. just i just got chills from that that's just so empowering I it's so powerful like, oh. isn't it like yes yeah. and we yes. often see it as a negative like we often see it as oh god i need to have this surgery i need to have this done i need to have got this it's like no but maybe it's presenting itself because you've done all the freaking work and you need to like let it go so um you know i just want to i'm glad that you feel felt it because that's something i think has been percolating for a while within me to say you know i was so powerful and it's so true like it really is like i it's not too often i get goosebumps when people talk and i was like wow that really resonated with me and i think it's going to really resonate with your audience too as well those who are listening like i mean there is that vibration to every illness and like, you know, um, you know, having a surgery, stuff like that to, you know, get that part as an energetics, there's a stuck energy that's there. Mm. And um, I know my throat was a big thing was not be able to communicate myself, not be able to express who I was, mm. uh, my own pain. Um, I think it's one of the, when you talk about shame, there's like a, a really heavy shame as far as on the men male aspect of it to actually to talk about your problems and talk about your pain because all I did was literally stuff it down as most guys do we stuff it down like you can't show that right and and really be vulnerable and open up and talk about that I was like a big source of shame 
but also uh, a big fear too. And I just wouldn't talk about, you know, a lot of the things that I've been through. And I mean, I don't always talk about it, but when they're at the right period of time, I will talk about it when they come up. And this is a part about re refining my voice. Like if you were to ask me what I, you know, you know, well, maybe even five years ago to even talk about, Oh, about my cancer uh, on a public space, you know, I wouldn't have told anybody. Like, I mean, I struggled to tell people my, my immediate friends that I had cancer. I was not going to tell people I had cancer. There was no yeah. way. And then yeah. my friends say, well, you know, you should do this. And I go, yeah, right. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to tell anybody about that, you know, because mm. they're going to see me as weak. You know, I yeah. got to put that face on. I can't be, yeah. I can't be weak. I can't show vulnerability. That's crazy. That's, yeah. guys don't, guys don't do that. We don't talk mm. about our feelings. That's mm. just so wrong. But, mm. you know, I had to kind of embrace it. And that's part of, you know, this is part of my healing, I realized, yeah. is to actually speak about it. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity because I know now it's just each day that I can talk about it and talk about Opley in a safe space and in a non-judgmental way. And it's, it's very liberating. Like that's li literally liberating that energy, that stuck energy out of my body and it's being processed to heal. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, I really appreciate this this space for me because it took me on my comfort spot. I know I tell you, like, you know, I have so many good friends of mine. You just got to talk about it. You, got, mm. and, you know, it's a, I don't know if it's, it must be a guy thing. Cause it's just like, or maybe it was just me in general. Like I just don't want to talk about my shit. I, I, you know, that's why I had a therapist. Cause I can just talk to her. I can go in pay her, <laughs> talk about my problems yeah. and I can leave and nobody will know the difference. Right. And I can go back into yeah. the world and, you know, still be crazy and, you know, still be uh, <laughs> a manic, but, uh, that's what is a beautiful thing about therapy, but now it's like, Oh, I'm actually going to do this. And, you know, it was interesting, even the podcast, because each one of my guests, like we're sharing here and that's when we share stories and talk about things and that was started the process of unraveling and be able to be vulnerable and speak. It's like, okay, yeah, I, this happened to me. I, I do understand that, you know, so I can relate to a lot of my, my guests too, as well. But uh, yeah, that's a funny thing. I, Oh, I just feel so moved. I'm <laughs> just like uh, being like a little bit teary back here because um, it's, um, you know, I get it because I can feel it, like how it's affecting you. But I also feel that you're super inspiring, like brave, so brave and so, so um, like leading the charge here, even though it's, you know, technically with a weak voice you know like no it's like no it's powerful what you're doing is super powerful I feel like you're giving you know a voice to everybody else who's sitting there listening going, oh shit I wish I could be doing this like you're doing it like energetically you're you're actually paving the way for people and role modeling how they can feel about themselves and their process um thank you oh, that's very kind so, of you yeah, I'm a bit choked up myself. <laughs> bit, my nose is running. Excuse me. I just got to get a tissue no, here. No, <laughs> bro. That's no worries. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I always look at it. I, I never really saw myself as somebody to be inspiring or courage. Um, I realized how humbling the experience was 
when I walked into the cancer clinic, and this was a big clinic. This is almost like the size of most some hospitals. It was just for cancer patients. And the amount of cancer patients there, and a lot of older people by themselves going through cancer treatments by themselves, like just being dropped off. Like I just looked at that. And I was like, damn. And I always, I, I, one of those, I don't know who I heard it from, but it was, it's stuck in my brain. There's, there's always somebody who has it worse than you did. There's always somebody who has it worse. And I witnessed that firsthand when I was at that thing. And I was like, I'm complaining about this and that and blah, 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 poor me, all that crap. And then I just look over the lady beside me and she's got tubes coming out of her. She's, you know, all these different things. And I'm just going, yeah, I think I'll just shut the fuck up and just, <laughs> you know, smile. Like, really, like, come on. Like, yeah. I tell you, it was like, it was a really good eye opener. Like I said, I yeah. just, there's always somebody worse than me. And I saw it every day. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, it's just, it was a real eye. So those people I look at it is, they're more heroes than I am. Um, mm. I mean, it's just, I'm just one of the very lucky ones that, um, but I think part and parcel too, as well, is something that I, I, I built. And one of the things I always recommend people is that you got to build your community. You got to find your community. Yeah. You got to find loving, caring people who actually care about your well-being. You know, not some facade thing, you know, but really just genuine caring and kindness and having those sort of people that are willing to go to bat for you. And that's one of the things I, I didn't think I had that in my life. I really didn't think I had it. And that was one of my biggest, one of my biggest problems is I always thought I was alone. I didn't have that. And people showed up that I wouldn't expect it to show up and they developed a community. So I mean, I highly encourage people, yeah. even if it's not like a, even if it's not even like a, to forget about the whole cancer thing in general, but just finding community that gravi you gravitate to where that will support you and inspire you to, to be, be great yourself. That's the one thing, you know, um, that you can yeah. do. Cause that's, I think we're lacking that these days. I think people are craving that or craving connection and craving deep philosophical, no bullshit connections that yeah. they can be themselves, but they can be the best part of themselves and to uplift each other. And, you know, like I always say, like, you know, I am my brother's keeper, you know, and I'll, you know, I'm here for you, my man. I'm here for you, my sister. And, you know, let me let me open the door for you just let me open the door and that's that's how i look at uh even through my my uh my work is just let me just open the door for you i know you can get through this and uh you know it's it's because of them that's what really helped me in those dark days really those yeah. dark days like yep. i mean it's it's just you the people out there you know but uh yeah it's always good to have i, I told my daughters from a young age always have five people that you can say anything to at any time and they'll never judge you and if you don't yeah. have five then work hard at finding those five people so you always have five and brilliant yeah because if one's not available then you can go to the other one because you can't expect it's always just going to be that one person there's never always going to just we're all human something could happen it could be the it could be a different time of day that someone's not available so um, I'm big on that let's work hard at making sure you it's the quality, not the quantity. I know five doesn't mm -hmm. seem like a big number, but it's a huge number when you just need one person to talk to. So, yeah. you know, um, build that five and and be willing to have the transparency in those conversations so they know they know your your shit, you know, that they love you no matter what. 
and um, yeah. they see your, they see your light, but they don't judge you for your shit because we all have it. <laughs> Thank the Lord on that one, for sure. I <laughs> So thank you so much for joining me today. I, I've, I'm very moved. It's a little bit hard to talk after what you've talked to me about. I feel like I need to sit in the corner and rock for a bit and, and have a little bit of a cry, but in a good way, um, because it, it's really moved me. And I feel like it's part of a movement of lightworkers embracing their physicality, becoming more humble, becoming more transparent about their journey, not judging themselves for their journey, not judging each other for each other's journey, and to embrace that as we step more into these high vibrational frequencies, things will yeah. present themselves. And if we don't have the love and the compassion to hold the space and not judgment and, and, and see them in a positive way instead of a negative way, um, we're just contributing to rejecting a part of ourselves that isn't ready to step forward into that same light and just that same courage and just that same boldness and bravery you've shown today. So thank you, Michael. No, well, thank you. And thank you for providing me an opportunity to do this. Like this is, this is like really the first time I've really had an in-depth conversation about it so uh yeah. it's uh it's it's been really really beautiful and i am so grateful for you and what you're doing and uh yeah i, I just saying thank you so much for this thank you and and where can people find you just on um on mm -hmm. us closing we'll make sure that we um that people can find your podcast and your any any groups or anything that you'd like to put out there to connect yeah absolutely so um you can follow me on instagram i'm the metaphysical guy so it's all one word there. So you can just look for my smiling face here. Uh, so the metaphysical guy on Instagram. I'm also on uh, Facebook too, Michael Philpot. You can find my podcast. Um, you can watch it on YouTube. So you can just look for, type in Michael Philpot podcast and you do it. Actually, there's a young, there's a gentleman that has the same last name as, same name as me in Australia too. So no, he's in New Zealand. Yeah, he's in New Zealand too, which is always weird. We always get mixed up all the time. But anyways, go to YouTube, type in Michael Philpot uh, podcast and you'll see my signing face, you know, like subscribe, please do. I need some subscribers. You can also find me on rumble too, as well. Type in the metaphysical mentor, uh, podcast on rumble. And if you're an audio person, of course I'm on Spotify, look for the metaphysical mentor podcast on Spotify and Apple too, as well. I think Fantastic. I got it all there. I got it all Great. there. I think anyways. Yeah. Fabulous. Beautiful. Oh, well, thank you again, Michael. It's been such a joy, um, for joining uh, joining energies and um, having a transparent, enlightened conversation. I really have definitely enjoyed it. So thank you so much. No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I will uh, chat with you next time on Enlightened Conversations. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are tackling the tough conversations. So we'll uh, look forward to having enough another one and finding the little gems that glisten out of them um, when, we, when we cover them next. Thanks, everybody, and bye for now. Bye.